Sisters, ladies and gentlemen, babes and dudes, fellows and fellets. This is Akira the Don. This is Ask Akira. Whoop, whoop, whoop. It is a Thursday. It is June. It is a beautiful day to be alive. How the heck are you? Huh? I hope you're good. I hope you're wonderful. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm good and wonderful. I'm super good and super wonderful. That was a little preview of something you'll be getting very soon. Like tomorrow, you might get that song. I think you'll get that song tomorrow. And then you'll get the album on uh, Monday, I think. That was, if all goes according to plan, if nothing gets broken. Akira. 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 Hey, that worked. Anyway, yo, yeah, how you doing? What's cracking? Uh, this is Ask Akira. This is Akira the Don, and he does have clout. Akira. Akira. I don't know why he's doing that. Uh, maybe I just won't use the soundboard today. Yo, how is everybody? Uh, loads of people locked in already. Lovely to see you. Lovely to be here. Uh, let me know if the sound is cool. I'm assuming it's cool. It should be cool. We've got uh, a, sh- a buttload of questions to get through today. A buttload. Shout out to everyone who was locked in early, specifically Teresa the Kid, Sammy, Bo Selector, Nice Guy Nicholas, Ghost Hermit, Hyper Hurley, Looming Lou, Smiley Girlfriend Who Pirated Your Pirate and Rast, all you bad, 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 bad motherfuckers, you got clout. Hey. Yeah, there's some there's some applause for you. Anyway, yeah, it, it is indeed a beautiful day to be alive. We're broadcasting live from Los Angeles. We're in downtown Los Angeles right now. And uh, yes, that was that little bit of music there at the beginning. That was a little, little, little bit of the Terrence McKenna project I have been working on, which uh, is obviously called Time Wave. Like, obviously. Like, why wouldn't it be? The time wave was the work of McKenna's life. Well, one of the major bits of work. And hey, guess what, right? It's such a crazy world. I'm working on this Terrence McKenna thing because it just, it's just the right thing to do. Last week, you might remember, we were talking about how I believe the culture is shifting from goth nihilism to uh, back to, to psychedelia to a psychedelic sort of like optimist, optimistic, joyful place. And a part of that will be a uh, renewed interest in psychedelic areas and matters and what have you. And of course, that will include the work of Terence McKenna. No one's been talking about Terence McKenna really for the past like seven years or so, but uh, I think it's time. So I'm, I'm working on this McKenna project. And yo, what's going on right now on another bit of the internet? Joe Rogan is interviewing Terence McKenna's brother. How weird is that? How crazy is that? What the heck? What the heck? So, you know, as usual, I'm correct in my assumptions and predictions with regards to the culture. Shouts out Looming Lou. Shouts out Simon Thompson. Says big up Sakira, big ups to you. Ghost Hermit asks, have you thought of perhaps having an interview with Jordan Peterson? Uh, if by which you mean like me and him sitting down and discussing, this is something that lots of people want to see happen. So uh, let's see what happens. Yeah. And um, yeah, maybe it could be like waved alive or something. 
That might be cool. Uh, yeah. 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 We need to discuss in this stream the meme build that passed, says Sars Forever. There was a meme build that, that I missed. Loomingaloo says, all my nephew, Eleven, does is play video games. Boost his confidences. Are you asking me to boost his confidences, or are you just saying he plays video games to boost his confidences? Now, video games are a wonderful thing, and there's nothing wrong with video games, but as with everything in life, it is moderation. And, um, yeah, video game addiction has just been classified as a real thing, I believe, in this country. This country being America, video games addiction is now a real thing. And it is a real thing. I've seen it. It exists now. I love video games, but I literally have no time to play video games because I'm so busy doing meaningful shit that uh, helps me to self-actualize. I'm very, very involved in self-actualizing. And that involves doing meaningful shit all the time. And while I love video games, I just don't have time. The only time I play video games is occasionally uh, me and my son will sit down and play Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 for half an hour. And that's super fun. And that's, you know, that, that broadens his imagination and means that he has an encyclopedic knowledge of the Marvel Universe aged five. And that's cool and I'm proud of that. But... Uh, too much video games, you know, that, and uh, the little guy starts going crazy and uh, doesn't, and like, thinks the real world is a video game and starts trying to smash everything to get coins out and stuff. Man, you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. Moderation and everything. Now, as I was saying, uh, you know, I don't think video games are inherently bad. And uh, when I die, I've said this before and I'll say it again, when I die, I will definitely regret every single episode of The Walking Dead I ever wasted my time watching. But I will cherish the memory of that week I took off work to play Grand Theft Auto Vice City and I will cherish the memories of Red Dead Redemption because that was a beautiful and immersive world and uh, it was a wonderful little little thing to do. But yeah, it's like it's the thing with video games is you can't be doing it every day at all. Uh, at all. And what I would say is what uh, your 11-year-old nephew needs to do is find out what he loves and do loads of that. Now, you might say, well, he loves video games. Well, what is it about video games he loves? One thing I found that seems to really work with people is if you apply video game reward systems to real life. So you're like, all right, let's say life is the video game, and then you're running around life getting XP, and like people get can do, do really well at getting into things like fitness and like whatever kind of achievement stuff, doing stuff in real life. I like stuff in video games where you're like, I like... Red, Red Dead Redemption, I like running around hunting and collecting stuff and, um, you know, finishing all the little mini missions in Lego Marvel Superheroes and stuff. And that's basically tidying up because you're like cleaning up, you're like getting all the little things done. It's a kind of room cleaning. So you can basically find ways to start applying video game S XP rewards to stuff in real life. And then real life will take the place of video games. This shit works. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Sars Forever says the EU is banning memes. The EU is a meme. What do I have to say on that? Netherbender on YouTube wants to know, was Wishes part of JBP7? When is that masterpiece coming out? Legit more hyped than I was for Infinity War. Yeah. Big up. Netherbender, you're smart and uh, I, I approve of your enthusiasm and I think you're right to be more excited than you were for Infinity War. As, uh, as, as decent an experience as that was. And your correct wishes, which came out this week, if you haven't heard it, I dropped a song called Wishes with Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Oh, excuse me. I was eating some beef jerky and it's uh, spicy. Yes, I dropped that song. It's a banger. Uh, lots of people think it's the best one yet, and I think they might be right. And that is indeed from JBP Wave 7, which is uh, underway, well underway, and uh, I'm hoping to get you that in the next week. These things take longer and longer every time. The JBP Wave specifically, that is. They're just, just labyrinthine projects, and I, every time I, I, uh, I have more work to do with it because try, I'm trying to make them better I'm trying to get deeper into the subjects I'm trying to communicate in a smarter and more efficient and uh, useful fashion uh, the messages 
But anyway, yeah, I'm really glad everyone liked Wishes as much as they seem to have. It pleases me, especially because the musical direction is something of a departure from where we were at previously. And I'm glad you seem to like that. So that's cool. Thank you very much. Robert Tully on the Discord. Shouts out to everyone on the Discord. We've got a Discord now. Ask Akira two weeks ago. People were asking for a Discord, so I made one now. We've got a Discord. It's already got over 100 members. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, the link for the Discord is in the description of this video if you haven't joined yet. And you can go there and, um, and hang out with fellow bad motherfuckers like yourself. So anyway, Robert Tully says... Oh, he says, would you address what makes something a wave? Musically, I believe he means. And this is a question lots of people have asked. What makes something a wave? What makes music, what makes something wave music? What is wave music? Well, I've thought about this because it's an instinctive thing. I've been, you know, I treated it as an instinctive thing. Like, there would be lo-fi hip-hop aspects of lo-fi hip-hop that falls into wave music category vapor wave obviously falls into wave music category vapor trap uh, so, uh bits of sort of cloud rap instrumentals uh bits of witch house even uh there's all sorts of different aspects of wave music and the thing that unites wave music is that wave music is basically rap music that doesn't need rapping is what it is it's a it's a kind of it's basically because it's a kind of wave music it's a kind of rap music like but it's not just a regular hip hop instrumental because regular hip hop instrumentals are made with the purpose of someone rapping over them so they tend to leave sort of a deliberate space and they might be more simplistic in their arrangement or whatever whereas wave music doesn't need rapping because the music itself is full full and actualized and a lot of it you like if you tried rapping over it it'd be stupid because there's just no room in the mix or the sonic palette. A lot of the time, because I'm putting vocals on this wave music, I have to do a lot of EQ work to carve out space within the music for vocals to sit and, and it not to sound stupid. So I would say that's what wave music is. Wave music is rap music without, that doesn't need rapping. It's instrumental rap music that communicates well enough without words. So I think that's my definition of it. And as far as the wave music I make, obviously I... It's meaning wave, so it's wave music with meaning. And, um, yeah, shout out to my hat, by the way. Uh, you can get your own meaning wave hat in the Akira the Don shop, and because you're here on this stream, you can get 10% off with the code AskAkira June 21. That will work for the rest of the day. So, yeah. Akira. You. Oh, sh How about that? Yeah, anyway, what's going on in the chat room? Let me have a quick look in the chat room. I'm kind of backed up here. Last week, I got very backed up and I missed loads of questions that were in the chat so yeah my bad so I'm going to try and be as efficient as I can today Looming Lou says play that song Akira where the lady says feel like I'm on dope no I'm not playing songs today but thank you for uh, the request uh, Source Wave Radio will be back after this and you'll, there'll be songs then Grayson Poirier says I listen to your mixes at work every day thank you Grayson appreciate you shout out to you I hope you work smartly and efficiently and well and that you re return home feeling satisfied and accomplished. Number name suck, says hi, Akira. Hi, number name suck. Looming Lou says, I listen to these songs while I please myself. Well, proud of you. Congratulations. Grayson Poirier says, you get me through work every day, Akira. Thank you. I'm trying to be useful as I can. Miss Superconductor says, happy summer solstice. Hey, happy summer solstice to you. I didn't know it was summer solstice. What another incredible uh, coincidence that I should be about to release this Terrence McKenna project in Summer Solstice. I'm uh, finishing it right now. It's pretty incredible, this Terrence McKenna thing. I, uh, I just did it yesterday. day before yesterday, I started it. And I, I only meant to do... Uh, I was meaning to do a mix. So I thought, okay, I'll do a mix. And I thought, maybe I'll produce the intro song myself and then I'll... Mix in a bunch of, like, useful, like, correct... The sort of music that fits Terrence McKenna. So I was thinking kind of more psychedelic lo-fi would work. And, but then next thing I knew, I'd, I'd made a whole album that I produced myself. That's what's happened. We have a whole album, and I produced every single track on it. It is literally an album. 
It is a nine-track album of which I've produced every single song. And Terrence McKenna has done the vocals. So thanks to him. And big up him. And I'm really excited for you to hear it because it's, it's, it's blowing my mind how good it is. It really is. Uh, back to the questions. On the Discord, Trey J wants to know, will our own individual moral guidance with rational thought prevail in the long term or will the group or nation bring the populace back into war, autocracy, and non-peace? Of course, no one can predict the future, though. However, we are individually responsible for it. That is correct, we are. You are, we are. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah, that's real. Okay. Will our own individual moral guidance with rational thought prevail in the long term? Or will the group... Or nation bring the populace back into war, autocracy, and non-peace. Well, that's the thing about this moment in time. It seems quite precarious because it feels like we could go either way. However, my feeling on the matter is that uh, looking around, this is the most peaceful. This is not only the best time to be alive in, in recorded human history for the most people. Like the more people are uh, out of extreme poverty, more people are living well, more people are not starving, more people can read and write, more people are, are not getting raped, more people are not getting beaten and, and, and murdered than at any time in recorded human history. But also, this is the most peaceful time in recorded human history, certainly in the West, where the only sort of major conflict we have going on are the drug wars in Mexico, apparently according to uh, humanprogress.org, I think it was. I read that on the other day, which is incredible. That's amazing. Yo, where's my applause button? That's, that's amazing. We should be out on the streets partying. This is incredible. This is incredible. It is unimaginable hitherto. This is the sort of thing that apparently is impossible, but no, it's not impossible. It's occurring. That's what's going on. That's why people get to be so make such a big deal out of such trivial things. And people are out there on Twitter trying to destroy a guy for drawing. Um, what did he draw? Some guy is getting absolutely crucified out there because they dug up a picture from two years ago. He illustrated a comic book that drew sort of pin-up versions of uh, children's book characters grown up. So um, it was a character. I can't remember who it was. It was someone from Peter Pan, a Native American female character grown up and she was sort of in a compromising position looking a bit saucy tied up they're trying to kill this they're trying to crucify this guy it's insane how hard, hard they're going at this guy it's like it's dark it's it's horrible it's, these are really nasty nasty people they're like they but it's it's kind of what's dope about it is it's a sign that shit is really good because only when shit is really good do you have time to get so wound up about uh stuff of that nature so shit is really good right now. And uh, in answer to the question, I think it's going to get better. That's what I think is going to happen. I think, um, and yeah, I think we, the whole uh, rational thought prevailing in the long term, I think we are getting a little more rational all the time. I think uh, we're undergoing a massive, massive evolution in the general consciousness. And a big part of that is what's going on with people abandoning television and listening to Joe Rogan and stuff like that. Like, I think, honestly, like, it can't be overstated how important that is, uh, especially for, like, the next generation who, who are coming up knowing nothing else. So um, I honestly think that, yeah, rational thought will prevail in the long term. Uh, I don't think we're going to go into war, autocracy, and non-peace. I think uh, shit's going to get better and better. I think this is the dawn of a golden age. And... Um, I'm usually right about stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, honestly, I'm gassed. I think shit's going to be great. And um, I need a new drum machine because those just drum pads just aren't responsive enough. Anyway, Looming Lou says, ice, ice, baby. And that's a good thing to say. Simon Thompson says, what studio monitors do you use prefer? Well, I would show you, but um, then I'd have to fiddle with the camera. So what I will do is next week I will get another camera in here. So we can have a camera angle from behind and you can see my, my mixing desk. But um, yeah, I'm using a pair of Yamahas and a pair of Gibsons. And the Yamahas are uh, close to the NS10s. They're the modern equivalent, which is a great, great. Um, oh, and I have a, a Mackie sub. The Mackie sub is really important. 
I don't know how, like, I don't know what I was doing before that. My mixes have got a hundred times better since I've got a sub in the room. I can actually now hear what sub bass is doing. I was kind of guessing before, and then I would take a track to the club, and I'd be like, oh my God, that sounds insane. So, yeah, stuff's much better now. Grayson Poirier says, Joe Rogan needs you on the JRE. I, I agree. I think this is a good point. Uh, I do agree. Anyone who agrees with that should uh, obviously tell the man himself. I find with these things, it seems to be once uh, enough people have told someone they want them on a podcast, then they kind of pay attention and check it out. So, John Martin says, Akira, do you really have clout? Yo, come on. Come on. What kind of a question is that? Come on. Look into my eyes. My God. Akira. No more stupid questions. Really. Really. Blunt trauma. When's JBP wave seven? Didn't I just answer that? Aiming it next week. That's the highest possible good I'm aiming for with that one. I, I hate to make promises, though, because, you know, these things are uh, wily beasts and sometimes they get beyond my control. So what I can promise you that is the uh, Terrence McKenna album is, is basically done. I'm doing the final bits of mixed tweaking right now, and you will have that in the very immediate future, and you will have a single tomorrow. Jaguar U says, have you clean up your room? That's a baffling statement and not a question. But if the question is, have I cleaned up my room? Then yes, as you can see behind me, it's, it's, it looks nice and clean in here. Thank you. Grayson Poirier says, can I get a shout out, fam? You've got one. Yeah. So there you go. Ghost Hermit. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying Akira. I don't know why I even watched till the end of The Walking Dead. It's still going. There is no end. It's just going to keep going forever. It's like Neighbours. Or uh, it's like EastEnders, if you, or, uh, which is a miserable British soap opera. It's just like that. It's just a miserable soap opera from which there is no, there's no, there is no end. There's no, there's no resolution. There's, there's no joy. It's just, it's just that forever. So, yeah. And it's designed to be that way. A kid at, um, a kid at my, my son's school, his mum is actually the showrunner the new showrunner so maybe she's going to save it maybe it's going to get good she's an, she's cool she's nice uh, we went to a Halloween party at their house and um, kids, kid, the kid's nice as well so yeah I'll, I'll let you know if I hear any, anything um, yeah Christopher Lemon says do you miss the UK well no <laughs> I don't uh Every day here is beautiful and sunny, and, I, and my life is awash with meaning, and I'm very busy doing cool stuff. Uh, you know, there's some people in the UK I'd like to see more often, like my nan, and, uh, and you know, my family, and um, my friends, like Big Nasty, and, um, and Booby Baz, and, and, you know, homies. But, uh, no, I don't miss the UK. So the Haiku King says the EU doesn't know the way. Well... Depends what it depends what yeah, I mean they have a roadmap, I'm sure, for what they're trying to do. Carl says, What milkshakes do you like? Well, I, I'm on the carnivore diet, so milkshakes are not a part of that. But um you know, if I ever have a milkshake, which is very, very occasional in life, I like the the American ones that are basically just ice cream. <laughs> like chocolate ice cream that you can drink. Uh, they're they're very good. The sort of milkshake that you would see in an '80s movie, or you would see someone drinking in a in a diner that Quentin Tarantino directed. That's the kind of milkshake that I'm I'm into. I'm about that kind of milkshake life. Wondell says, "Is the closet behind you a vocal booth?" Yes, that is a vocal booth behind me. It's not a closet. It's a vocal booth. It's like the TARDIS. It's gold. It's beautiful, and it is indeed a vocal booth. And I'll show you that one day as well. I think my chat just zoomed ahead, so I'm going to try and scroll back. Keaton Alexander says, can I send you some shirts that you would like? You are large. Yeah, that would be great. Send me some shirts. I'm not, definitely not a large. I'm a small or a medium, depending on, on the, the shape of the shirt. But yes, please do send me shirts if they're cool. Um, let's go back into the questions that were put in ahead of time. Okay, on Discord, you four... Of 9200 says, where should I get started if I want to make my own music? Well, where you should get started is, is here, today, and now. And as far as how you actually do it, this depends on a couple of things. Do you have any musical skill already? Can you play an instrument? Can you tap a table in time? Anything like that. Because that's obviously the place to start if you can do that. If you, like, 
As far as recording music, making music in the modern world, you can do all that on a computer. You can also do it on a phone, by the way. There's people now producing tracks, like albums on phones. Um, so you, you can do that. There's free software. If you don't have any money, there's free stuff like Reaper, on which you can make completely professional-grade music. Uh, there, I use Logic X, which is incredible and is really cheap now. It's like 200 bucks, and it, you can literally do everything. It's got everything you would ever need in it since effects, anything. You don't need anything else. I have lots of other things I use, obviously, but you don't need anything else. Uh, there's a million... DAWs, which is what they call them, digital audio workstations, in which you can make music, and there are a million children on YouTube who will tell you how to do everything. Everything, everything, everything. So where should you get started? Get started now, in your house, wherever you are. If you don't have a computer, use your phone. If you don't have a phone, bang the table, and uh, write some raps over the top of it, and sing them to yourself as you walk down the street. A lot of my best songs I write walking down the street, I'll just be walking along and I'll get a little melody in my head and I'll start singing it. I record it into my Evernote. And um, yeah, I do that as well. Sometimes I dream a whole song. And if I'm very quick, when I wake up and I remember it, I'll sing it into my phone before it evaporates into the ether. Um, yeah, anyway. So there you go. Dome5820 says, when you're working on music, what's the longest amount of time you can work in one session? The JBP Wave series gave me the impression they're pretty labor-intensive. Is that the case? Greetings from Streatham, London. Shouts out to Streatham. And uh, the longest amount of time I can work in one session. I don't know what that is yet. But the longest amount I've ever worked in one session is 24 hours. I once did a mixtape. I made a mixtape. It was called ATD24. It was my 24th mixtape. I was doing this series of mixtapes. Um, in phase one of Akira the Don, I guess. Or maybe that was phase two. Um, and I did a, a mixtape. I streamed it live. I had like four cameras in the house. Um, it was on Ustream. And I made a mixtape. Yeah, I did a mixtape. I started, I believe, at like t three in the morning. And I got uh, I, I had two, like, two hours sleep. And I got up, sat at my desk, switched it all on. There were like, I think there were thousands of people watching at one point. And uh, yeah, I made 24 songs in 24 hours. I had a bunch of guests come through. Chili Gonzalez came through. Big Nasty came through. Lots of people came through. The most ludicrous thing about the whole thing was um, this guy, he was a, he was a fan. And um, he was a nice guy. He used to come down to my gigs. I like that guy. And uh, he was the son of a, of a politician, as I recall, who'd, who'd chosen a different path. Anyway, he bought me this tin, this coffee tin. Uh, he gave it me a gig, and I bought it at home. I was like, what is this thing? It stinks. And it was basically it was just like full of weed. It was ridiculous. And uh, a stupid thing to do. You're doing a 24-hour mixtape. What's the last thing you need to do is smoke weed the whole time? But what did I do? Chili Gonzalez came on, and he was rapping on one of the songs, ADD24, Marath Marijuana Thon, which is what it was. It was ridiculous. Somewhere I still have the footage of that, and I'll have to bring it out one time because it was insane by the end of it I was delirious and mental and sort of like spinning around the studio in circles like shouting at the chat room it was glorious but some good music came out of it but anyway regularly in normal sessions I tend to work very well in four hour blocks so I work really well for four hours then I get up and have a little walk around um, read something talk to someone uh, do some push ups whatever it is and then sit back down I can do another four hour block and then another four-hour block and so on. I work in four-hour blocks. I don't know what the science behind that is. But yes, as far as, far as the JBP Wave series being labor-intensive, it really is. It really, really is. I cannot stress enough how ridiculously <laughs> hard it, it can be. But, you know, uh, it's very rewarding. And that's what's, that's what's important. Extraordinary Nobody says, when are we getting Akira Wave, a.k.a. Meta Wave? It's a good question. And um, <laughs> I mean, really, my own music and rap songs are that, right? Um, Golden Age is Akira Wave. That was that single I put out last month, which is great. And there's going to be a lot more of that. Someone's actually hit me up on the Discord earlier and said that they've made an Akira Wave. And uh, could, could they get my blessing? <laughs> so they're sending that through. I'm going to listen to it. 
and maybe it's amazing maybe it's dreadful uh maybe it's it's yeah i'm actually a bit scared of it because like maybe i'll sound stupid you know i sound great in my head but i don't know when someone waves me who knows what will happen suddenly i suddenly i like have empathy for the people i wave in a way i've not before Speaking of the people I wave, I don't know if, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll have seen yesterday something of a ripple of excitement went through the community when Jocko Willink tweeted me a very simple message, DM'd you, or check your DM or something like that. Yes, that's right. And it was in response to me tweeting, like, what's the best way of talking to you about this album idea? Because me and Jocko have been tweeting a bit uh, about making an album together. Anyway, so yeah, that's exciting. Jocko Willing times Akira the Dawn, the album. I'm all about albums right now. I'm really feeling albums. Neighbor Wave last week was an album, basically. That was an album. It was like 10 tracks or something. It was individual songs. It was, it was a cool way of doing it. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna, and I'm excited about like working with people directly to make records. I'm currently working directly with Comic Book Girl 19 on an album. That's dope. I'm current and um I'm talking with Neval Ravikant about an album. That's exciting. Oh, and I'm making an EP with Internet Historian. He just sent through his vocals. They're amazing. So Yeah. Haiku King. Akira coming up in the world. Bet you're on Joe Rogan in six months. At least, baby, at least. Don't forget us when you make it. Yo, I'll never forget you. i never forget you. Hey, guess what? Uh, that's why I really like the Discord, by the way, because, like, we talk on, on Sourcewave or whatever around here, and, like, it's a bit fleeting. You pop in, your names pa pass by and stuff, but in the Discord, it's, like, there forever. You know, you can leave a message. I'll, I'll, I'll pop in there and see it a couple of days later or whatever, and it, I believe it's there forever. So that's exciting. I'm really excited about this Discord. So thank you for telling, for asking me to make the Discord because it's really cool. We're building a really dope community here. There's like people in there talking about philosophy all day long. Like everyone's really nice and civil. Uh, I only had to kick one person um, who was doing the usual boring edgy boy, like posting Nazi stuff thing. It's so, so boring. I'm so glad we're moving into this new golden psychedelic age and. And the edgy boy thing is 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 kind of dying out. I like some of the edgy stuff, by the way, but like really boring stuff, just like doing boring Nazi things. It's boring. It's cheesy. It's like it's it's cringe, baby. And uh, you know we're about more useful stuff than that over here. So there. NPCZ says that suicide bit near the end of JBP Wave Six was savage. Did you weep when you were making it? Yes, I did a lot. Yes, I did. I know. To be honest, I think every single JBP wave has made me cry at some point, and that's when I. That's how I know it's good and and um and done. That's when it's and I know it's done. But yeah, just, just thinking about that one got, got me going a little bit. That was really hard to make. It's very hard to sit there like making music with a thing that's making you cry while you make it. I don't know how many people experience that in life, like an endeavor that you're doing is making you cry. Like, do you get that when you build a really nice table, I wonder, or like when you design a really nice house? God knows. Anyway. Miss Superconductor says, yes, I love CBG 19 too. Good, yeah. It's cool, the, co the comic book girl 19 thing. Like, someone tweeted the other day, hey, we need some uh, divine feminine energy in the Meaning wave universe. Comic Book Girl 19 would make a great something, sorceress or something they said. And it's like, get out of my... It's interesting. Every time I'm working on something, I'll get a whole bunch of people being like, oh, could you do this thing? It's like, I've had so many people over the past week leaving messages on my YouTube asking for a Terrence McKenna wave. And it's like, I'm literally making one. That's crazy. How do you... Like, are you spying on me? What the hell? Um, yeah, anyway... How are we doing here? Back to the questions. <laughs> this is a good one. Grapple Butter left this on the YouTube community tab. Says, would you rather fight one Joe Rogan-sized badger or 10 badger-sized Joe Rogans? <laughs> the, classic, the classic question. <laughs> one Joe Rogan-sized badger or 10 
Well, hang on, that's confused me. Yeah, one Joe Rogan-sized badger, or ten badger-sized Joe Rogans. Imagine a Joe Rogan-sized badger in an Onnit t-shirt asking Jamie to pull it up. Pull it up! Fucking, a, I don't know, a, James, a Joe Rogan-sized badger sounds completely terrifying, and I don't know if I could fuck one up. I mean, I, I, am I allowed weapons? Probably not. So if I'm not allowed weapons and a Joe Rogan-sized badger is coming at me, I don't know how much ch- chance I've got. I always think of this with dogs, by the way. Like, if you've got a kid, is it, did, you, did this happen to you? Because this happened to me, and it happened to a bunch of people I know. I used to see dogs, and I'd be like, oh, look, it's a dog. What up, dog? Then I had a kid, and I see a dog, and I'm like in slow motion in my head trying to work out how best I could fuck up that dog in, in the off chance that that dog tried to eat my son. Right, so I'm in slow motion in my head, being like, "Well, I could fucking stamp on its fucking head, like I could like grab its mouth and stamp its jaws closed, and then kick it in the balls or something." Like, I'd be like literally going in complete slow motion, working out ways to take out this fucking dog. Uh, ever since I've had a son, it's the weirdest. It's the weirdest fucking thing. I'd be doing it with people as well. Like certain people, you just see them and you just instantly know. I was reading a thing the other day. Apparently, with most people, you can tell within 30 seconds whether you like them or not, and then that's the impression you carry with you forever with most people. I, I believe that to be true, but I honestly think you can do it a lot quicker. I, I, certain people, I see them, I instantly know that they are evil and, and dark and don't want the best for me or my child. And then I'll be in slow motion in my head working out how the heck I'm going to take them out too. So anyway, a... a uh, <laughs> a Joe Rogan-sized badger, like, that's going to cause me trouble. So I guess a bunch of badger-sized Joe Rogans, I can deal with them better because I could just drop kick those little motherfuckers and just, like, you know what I mean? If I'm swift enough, I could be spinning around and, like, just drop kicking them. And you could pick one up by its little head and lob it. You'd be in trouble if, like, all of them swarmed you at once and got you down because then you'd have, like, what was it, 10, 10 tiny Joe Rogans just, like, banging on you. Like, like I've been attacked. I've been, you know help out at my kids school sometimes and like when you get swarmed by like 10 five-year-olds for example that can that can be a little overwhelming but the thing is with five-year-olds like you're not going to like punch them straight in the face because like it's just not socially acceptable whereas like tiny joe rogan's you can totally punch them in the face so i think 10 tiny joe rogan's like uh yeah i got it Got it. Joe Vegas says, Christopher Hitchens wave. Yo, I've been working on a Christopher Hitchens wave for about three months. And, um, yeah, I've got so much so much stuff. Working out the right timing for all this stuff is, is, is a major thing. But, yeah, I love Hitch. Hitch is a bad motherfucker. I don't agree with them on everything. Like everybody. It's funny we, have, we feel we need to put that in there. But, like, like, who agrees with everything anybody says? Like, really. Honestly and truly. And if you do, that's kind of creepy. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Love the hitch. Love the hitch. God, Godspeed. God rest. Um, he would be really useful right now in the culture war. He would be a very useful and sane and sober and uh, articulate voice. You know. I was thinking about George Carlin, too. And the same thing. What would he make of this bizarre period of time? And, um, yeah. Anyway. Herpicus Derpicus says, I've always been anxious around any creature that's capable of disabling my limbs, to be honest. You have to be careful not to end up in a tug of war with animals. They're using their teeth. You're using your extremities. Anything with teeth, man, that's, like, unafraid to use their teeth, it's like, you know, a lot of the time we, when you're fighting or whatever, you don't really want to cause the other person that much harm. Not really, because we're, we're kind of nice. Like, really, something messed up has to happen for your inner savage to go. I remember the first time that happened to me. I was fighting this kid at school. I thought, you know, I was fighting all the time at school. From my first day in school, it was just every day I was fighting. Because like, I was, like, cool and, like, not like the other kids. So they, they, they all wanted to fight me. That's just what happened. So then I'd have to fight them. And, you know, a lot of them were really big. And I was very small. This big guy used to sit on me. And, like, ugh, it was a nightmare. Till I bit him. That's what that's what turned that one around. And uh, this one time I was fighting this guy and like whatever, he just suddenly really hurt me and something switched and I just went savage and just just went full blown. I turned into a little animal. I was just all over that guy. I was like pulling his cheeks out and shit, like 
mess that little fucker up. And like, he was like the, one of the hard kids. He was hanging out with the super hard kids and he was like a fat shit. Um, and he thought it, it was funny to like pick on me cause I was like a bit odd or whatever. Like compared to them, I had like long hair and I like music and stuff. And uh, he just fucking pushed it too far one day and he like actually hurt me and I just went mental and I took that little motherfucker out and that ruined his life because all of his, his hard homies kicked him out of there, wouldn't hang around with him anymore because he got beaten up by me. So like he had to, go, had to go hang out with the dorky kids around the back of the science lab and that just, his life was never the same. Messed up shit, man. School is brutal. Now... <laughs> Heimadil's Gate says, what was your favorite line about JP's shirt last night? Ha, ha, ha. What line? Are you referring to the video in which Jordan Peterson appears in front of humans and he shaved his beard off and he's wearing like a sailor shirt? Is that what it was? I've got a bunch of those shirts, by the way. If you look at my Instagram, you'll see I have a bunch of those shirts. I wear them often. So me and Dr. Peterson have uh, sartorial elegance in common as well as other things like uh, like the diet. Actually, someone asked about that. Where was that? Yeah, Jason Tomblin on Discord said, Akira, do you do any fasting or just the carnivore diet? I'm too a fan of ribeye steaks. Yeah, like ribeye steaks at a bomb. And uh, I do fast, but only not deliberately. It's like if I don't have any ribeye steaks. So, like, if I'm stuck in a situation where, like, I don't have any meat, then I fast because I'm not, that's what I eat. Like, I'm over four months into that now and I feel amazing and I'm, I'm in, uh, my health is just getting better and better and my skin's great and all soft and luxurious and my hair's better and my nails are stronger and I don't get ulcers in my mouth and all sorts of weird stuff. But, um, you know, I'll be banging out the jerky if I need to. Jerky's good so if you can get some jerky then you don't have to fast but yeah sometimes i straight up just don't eat all day because uh i don't have access to a fine ribeye but the other thing about the carnivore diet is if you eat like a couple a big ass ribeye or a couple ribeyes you you might find you don't need to eat anything again for another like 20 hours or something you know so yeah that's what's up with that uh yes Okay, Discord, here's an interesting question. Phase reality. Said Akira, do you believe in fairies? Be careful how you answer this one. Wink. Don't know what the wink's about. Do I believe in fairies? Well, depends what you mean by fairies. What are we talking about when we say fairies? I will tell you this. My mother, as a little girl, swears blind. And will get really angry if you think she's joking or if you mock her. And you don't want to see my mom angry. It's some terrifying shit. She's like fucking, she's like a small woman. She like fucking four foot or something. Is she angry? She's like more terrifying than a Joe Rogan sized badger. I'll tell you that much. My God. Now, she swears blind. Not just but like she's, it's fact. She claims, she says that when she was a little girl, like eight or something, she used to play down the bottom of the garden by the dustbins on her own. And then one day some fairies came along and played with her. And she played with fairies by the dustbins. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember my dad being like, well, yeah, you were a lonely little kid, you know, on your own. Like uh, her elder siblings had all left home. And she was, she was like born like quite later than them. And um, like her parents had split up. And this was before that was normal, you know. So she, she was like a sad little girl. In that respect. And they lived in a slum in Birmingham. You know. But uh, she played up by the dustbins. And she'd be like, yeah, fairies came and played with me. And we're like, what do you mean fairies? Like, She's like, fairies. Like, in the books. Like, little, like, pretty little flower type people. With little dress, pretty little dresses and shit. And they would play with her by the dustbins. And she like, no. She, and like, you say, oh, maybe you're imagining that. People have imaginary friends. She gets really angry. She's like, no. No. There was no, it's not imaginary friends. It was fairies. All right? Fuck out of it. Now, you know, there's a lot we don't understand about this world in which we live. And there's a lot we don't understand about interdimensional shit. And uh, there's a thing in the Terrence McKenna album 
that I've made. And he's talking about virtual reality and how excited he is about the idea that virtual reality could actually save us. He was, he was quite worried about us destroying the planet and things of that nature. And he envisaged a utopia where uh, you would, if you were an alien visiting Earth, you would see people looking just as they might have like 100,000 years ago, naked, seemingly no stuff, you know, just sort of wandering around, looking quite happy. But then if you go in their mind, they're in this virtual reality world. And everything that we have in the so-called real world, that perhaps it's damaging to the environment or whatever, that exists in virtual reality. So you have these like menus in there and you pull things up. And you're not naked in the virtual reality. You wear it, you, you look like the Hulk or you, you have uh, whatever outfit you want on or whatever. And um, yeah, so he's... Uh, the, so the idea that we sort of create our own dim extra dimension that's invisible to the naked eye. You know, hypothetically, there's uh, multiple dimensions stacked upon those that we can see with our limited interface for experiencing reality and consciousness. And potentially there are multiple dimensions stacked upon this and maybe they can interact with us and maybe they can make themselves known. And I've seen cats freak out at shit that isn't there and I've seen children do the same thing so do I believe in fairies well it depends what you mean by fairies but do I believe in the possibility of interdimensional little motherfuckers hanging out with my mum at the bottom of the garden yeah sure why not hey 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 yo what's cracking chat damn there's a ton of messages in the chat uh, I don't know I couldn't possibly see them all. If anyone has any super important questions, you can drop a super chat and that will make it visible. Um, let me scroll a little bit here. Andreas back. I refuse to answer your question. Binary says, when you play in the UK next, when someone books me, uh, yeah, when someone books me, I'll be, I'll be back at some point and um, it'll be dope. Da 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 da. Tia J, what do you think of the World Cup so far, Akira? I have no idea. I haven't seen any of it. The only television I've watched in the past month. I actually, I haven't watched any television in the past month. I'm four weeks behind on Westworld. That was the only thing I was watching, and that wasn't very good anymore. Someone told me it gets better. I really, I really enjoyed the first season. The second one has been pretty dreadful for the most part. But anyway, yeah, I like, I'm, I'm self-actualizing here, so I don't have time for television or sports or uh, anything like that, really. I'm, f I'm very busy uh, trying to be the, the ultimate wave lord out here and bring you amazing music uh, three times a week. By the way, there was supposed to be a drop yesterday, and it's done. I did it. I spent two hours making a cool video for it, and then the, the, the copyright algorithm refused to, uh, to allow it. Unfortunately, I used a section of uh, the Animatrix, and yeah, it just wouldn't have it. And uh, it was different, you know, it was different color and it was, had weird effects on it and stuff, but it wouldn't have it. So yesterday's drop wasn't allowed out into the world. I'm, I don't know if I have time to make another video for that. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. So anyway, I feel, and I feel bad about that shit. So imagine how bad I'd feel if I'd been watching TV. John Martin said I would kill for a mix of Ben Shapiro reading rap lyrics. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Justin Tucker says, sick hat. Yo, thank you. This is my pink meaning wave cap. You can get one of these uh, from the Akira the Dawn meaning wave store, akiradadon.com slash shop. Or if you f mess with me on Facebook, it's in the store there. And uh, if you get something today, you can get 10% off with the code AskAkiraJune21 because you're here and you're a bad motherfucker. Shouts out to Hyman Dolls Gate. Thank you for the super chat. Said nothing important to say, just some scratch for your pocket. Yo. Well, I appreciate that and I appreciate you. Yo, Jed Denny says, what inspires you about Jordan Peterson? I think he's a great philosopher of our age. I agree with you. I think that too. And what inspires me about Jordan Peterson particularly is his bravery. He's a brave man, and uh, he's a smart man, and he's a disciplined man. And all of those things inspire me, but particularly the bravery. Because to uh, put yourself out there and put yourself in that position and to tell the truth and stand up straight with your shoulders back when you're surrounded by goddamn hyenas is, is a brave thing to do. People say now, oh, yeah, but look, he's getting he's sold a million books. He's getting loads of money. Oh, how brave. Well, that wasn't the case at the beginning.
That wasn't the case at the beginning. The case at the beginning was he could have lost his job. You know, I spoke with uh, his wife, Tammy, about this, and it was a big deal for their family when he decided to do that. And, um, you know, because it could have gone wrong. But he's like, well, his kids are grown up now and they can look after themselves. And, you know, so that if it was it was time to take that risk and go out there and try and save Western civilization. Right. So, yeah, I respect that. I find that inspirational because that's what I've always tried to do. I've always tried to go out there and, and, and tell the truth and be real and, and stick up for what I believe in and stand up for the right of the individual to be an individual in the face of, uh, of, uh, of a, a hive mind that wants to tear it down and destroy it and assimilate it into its boring being. Tia J says, any thoughts of Johnny Marr's new record? I haven't heard it yet. Is it good? Should I listen to it? Please let me know. Alistair Pete says, where in England are you from? Well, I was born in West Bromwich, which is a sort of scummy bit in the middle, and we moved to Wales when I was two. I was raised in North Wales, which is very beautiful and looks like Lord of the Rings, and everyone speaks Welsh, and that was confusing because I didn't, but it was very beautiful, but it took me half an hour to walk to the nearest bus stop, so you can see how that might be problematic when you reach your teenage years, so I left home when I was 16, and and went to the big city and had adventures and all that type of stuff. And one day I might write a book about it because it was bloody ridiculous. Anyway, Cosmic says, love the JBP wave. Ma'am, my room has never been cleaner. Well, that's dope. Thank you. Kyle Prashek says, watched your interview with Rebel Wisdom a couple of weeks ago. Was there a topic that wasn't the discussed that you wanted to talk about? I can't remember. I think we discussed what we wanted to discuss, but... What's cool is David Fuller, fully David, is coming back. He's coming to L.A. next week, actually. No, sorry, the week after next. And he's going to be coming by Don Studios and um, going to be making a little documentary about the uh, old meaning wave process. So you can look forward to that. And also me and him are going to go off and meet some people, some members of some, some strange club. And, um, yeah, all sorts of cool shit's going down. It's an exciting time to be alive. It really, really is. Um, and I, there's far too many questions. And I have all these ones uh, in... I've still got quite a lot. I've got tons. Okay. We've got nine minutes left as well. Oh, my God. Well, what we'll have... Basically, if I miss questions, then we'll be here next week. And that's good. Hamburger69 on the Discord says, Do you ever think about remixing Living in the Future? That's how I got turned on to your tune so many years ago. I figure there's even more future now than there's ever been before, right? <laughs> True story, baby. Yo, um, yeah, I, I do want to do a new version of Living in the Future. If you don't know, to, to my new fans out there, new family in the area, uh, what, what my breakthrough track was called Living in the Future, and um, that was in 2005. I love living in the future, baby. And I was talking about all the stuff that was new in culture and how exciting it was. And then, then I did a sequel to that five years later. And uh, I do want to do a new version of it that's, uh, that kind of is actually set in the future and is more of... Because I'm very, I'm very good at predicting the future, I've realized over the years. I'm just usually right about it. Uh, so I want to do a new one. But I'm not doing it until I find a decent animator or a team of animators who can make a sufficiently brilliant animated video. That first song came out with an animated video that me and my little brother did, and it was dope. It was very revolutionary for its time. Uh, obviously it kind of looks a bit rubbish in retrospect in some ways but it's very charming but it, it is my ambition and it always was to make music videos that are a mix of live action and animation kind of 2D, 3D crossover animation a bit like what gorillas are doing now but literally I was trying to do that 20 years ago, 15 years ago and uh, that's what I want to do so anyone out there wants to help me make animated videos hit me up I'm pretty sure it's going to happen that someone, the right person is just going to come along people are going to come along and as soon as they do then we can set about um i have a whole bunch of songs that i'm not releasing until i can find people to make music videos for them so there uh jason tomblin says akira do you do any fasting you asked i answered that one already my bad uh <laughs> this was a funny one. Someone said, and I haven't got their name, they said, you should do Bukowski waves sometime. Well, I already did. I get this a lot, people asking for waves of that I've already done. I did two Bukowskis, one Bukowski himself and one Tom Waits reading Bukowski. You should check out the YouTube, check the Meaning Wave playlist for Meaning Waves. Shouts out to Timothy Judge. Thank you for the super chat. Says, what's your favorite pair of headphones? Love the music. Oh, they're these, uh, the best ones I ever had 
are these uh was it Behringer? I have to I'm quickly looking at my because I I someone else asked me this recently and I looked it up. I think it was these Behringer ones, like four forties, they've got these grey uh cushioned headphones, they're like a couple of hundred bucks. They sounded fantastic. They were really comfortable. They were beautiful, beautiful things. And uh I missed them. I had a whole bunch of them, but like I kept losing them. And like people kept people borrow my headphones a lot, fellow DJs and stuff. And uh, they would just leave them in clubs and shit. So I haven't had a pair of those for a while. And I missed them. They were really good headphones. So I definitely recommend those. Um, Sorry, they were the Bayer Dynamic. That was it. Bayer Dynamic DT990. The Bayer Dynamic DT990. Excuse me. V33 says, will What's Way 4 happen? Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And 5 and and more. What's Wave is a brilliant series. Leo Black says, are you Australian? No, I'm not. We answered this a bit earlier, but I'm from the UK. Wales via England. Um, Ah, crap. I just lost my Evernote of uh, questions. Where's my questions, Evernote? Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, Yasin Matsukikil says, can you tell us a story from your teens? Just one. Oh, my God. I wish I'd seen this question earlier. This would be like a whole thing. Come back and ask me next week, and I'll tell you some really good ones. How about that? We've only got five minutes left. Um, oh, my God. And also, I have to be a bit careful because I don't want to incriminate myself <laughs> or anybody else. So I have to be careful and, and think these ones through before I answer them, frankly. Ooh. Haiku King says, you spoke to JBP's wife. Yeah, well, they invited me down to the Orpheum when he played there, which is right by my studio. And uh, she's very nice. But, um, and yeah, I could have, like... Uh, but, th- yeah, and I, but lots of people wanted to talk to pieces on that night, and I didn't, I didn't want to, like, bother him. So um, I left him be. But, yeah, sh- Tammy was by, came over and spoke to us, and she's lovely. So there. Lovely woman. Um... Yo, 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 yo. Haiku King asked a very good question. He said, how do you stay so self-actualized? He asked three questions, actually, but I'll only answer that one right now. And you can answer, ask the next ones again next week, and I'll answer them then. But how do you stay so self-actualized? That's a good question because it's uh, something that, you know, lots of people have trouble with. Uh, I believe that was one of Maslow, Maslow, Maslow's. Is it Maslow? Anyway. One of his ideas, he also had another idea, which was the one of the peak experience, which has been very influential on me. And uh, they kind of go hand in hand. A lot of you spend your life like trying to get the peak experience, and then it's like, how, how can you live more of your life in peak experience? And how can you self-actualize so that you know, you're, you're living your best life, as they like to say these days, in some shape or form? And that's all to do, and that's something that Peterson talks about a lot as well, and that's it's to do with meaning. When I was a lot younger, I used to say my thoughts on it were, when I was like a teenager, that, that, a, that a man has two holes. And those holes, one of them is filled by the love of, of uh, family and, and, a, and a partner, and the other is filled by you, your own love of yourself, and that is done by basically finding what you're good at, finding what you're best at, and doing it. So that would be, you know, actualizing your talent to its highest degree. Or it's basically, it's like finding, finding meaning. And that's what it is, it's finding meaning. So you find meaning in, in responsibility, in, you know, family. And I've I found great, great meaning in being a, being a husband and, and a father. It's an incredible thing every day and, and uh, has really, really changed my life for the better in every respect. And then with regards to the other part of it, which is basically me being expressing myself to the fullest and I've chosen to do that through music and it could have been in in a bunch of different ways I was very good at drawing as a kid I love drawing I love comics um, and also I love music and music is the one I've chosen and music's what I've sort of quadrupled down on I'm going all I'm going all in on something I've discovered very recently is uh, in February I decided to to uh, execute this content plan of releasing three times a week on YouTube. I decided to do that. 
and it seemed a ridiculous thing but I've, I've been, you know I, was, I had this conversation with my wife I was like I get really frustrated I should be releasing music all the time I was like I should be putting music out every week it shouldn't be like months between albums and the reason I wasn't releasing all the time was I was had this frustrated thing because I don't have I don't have a record like, you know I run my own shit I don't have a manager I don't have an agent anything like that and I would get all frustrated that I would put loads of work into a project and then I'd put it out and then not that many people would hear it and I would get all upset and I like you know it would make me it would depress me and make me feel bad and I'd be like you know because I'd be trying to do everything I'd be trying to do all the press myself sending it to people to review it or whatever to try and get people to write about it so people would hear it and stuff. I was doing that for years, like, because that's the old model. That was stupid. I've been a futurist forever, right? I've, I'd made the first online mixtape. I was, like, the first uh, musician to be running, like, a website with a blog on it and, and, and mixtapes and all that type of stuff. But I still was stuck to this old model. And we were like, you know what? Let's just make you, let's make loads of music and just put it out and then just keep making more and putting it out and putting it out and putting it out and putting it out. Just do that. And then we'll find it. you'll find your audience and people, you'll find your people. This was me and my wife discussing. And then in February, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go super crazy. I'm going to be releasing at least three times a week. And it's going to be like substantial shit. It's going to be like good, like I'm going to, you know, a full length, at least one full length project. And then maybe another one. And then maybe a single. And that's what I've been doing since February. And I've pretty much stuck to that. I might have missed one or maybe one week there was two, but then other weeks there have been four. I've stuck to that. And what's happened is I have entered a continual 24-hour flow state. So at all times I am in flow because I haven't stopped. I'm just constantly doing it. And this has become like, an, like a superpower. This has become really, really crazy. It's like the, the Terrence McKenna album, I sit down, I start making this song. It's instantly amazing. And it has all these crazed coincidences about it. For just making the song as crazy coincidences. I'm using part of a bit of music I'd, I'd started previously. So I'd take a bit of that bit of music. It had a bit of singing on it. Terence McKenna is talking about being a meme lord. And the bit of singing suddenly sounds like this woman's singing meme magic. And she's not, but it sounds like that. And then I get like Hercules in the booth and he sings it and it's amazing. And it suddenly is. And I don't know, the whole thing comes together in this. And I'm... I basically, like I said, I'd, within 24 hours, I'd made an album and it all just fit together and it just flowed beautifully. And it was, it was this really magical experience. And it's really, go, everything's like that at the moment. It's this heightened flow thing. There's coincidences, everything I'm doing. It's all very magical. I'm able to work way faster than I ever did before and it sounds way better than it ever did before. And every new thing I do, it gets better and better and better and better and better. So the answer is something, and I already knew this. I, I used, I used to be a music journalist and I, I remember writing that um, bands should not be sent on tour because set bands' second albums are always rubbish. And the reason they're rubbish is a band is in a basement playing together for years and years and years and writing songs together and that's all they're doing, writing songs and playing together and, and, make, and, that. and then they release their album and then, then the record company sends them on a world tour for a year and they stop writing songs and they, they forget how to and then they get back in the studio and try and make another album and they've forgotten how because they left the flow state. They stepped out of the zone. And sometimes you can't get, it's hard to get back in the zone and sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's actually impossible to get back into the zone. I've seen this happen to people, and they're done. That's them done. That was their stage of their life over. It's like if, you're a, if, you, if you play football, if you play soccer, you've got a certain period of time in which you can be great because there are physical limitations upon you. But if you make music, there aren't those same limitations. You can hypothetically keep doing it and getting better and better and better forever. So why is it that so often people don't? Why is it so often that people get worse? Why is it so that only their first record is good or only a period of time it's good? It's because they fall out of the flow state. It's because there is a magical thing, uh, a, a space and a zone in which you are. And when you're in it, like everything is wonderful and it just works. That's uh, peak experience. That's self, that self-actualization. That's that stuff that Maslow was talking about. There is a, there's a real danger that you can fall out of that if you stop. And it's up to you because if you stop then possibly you're done and you can't get back in. So basically, if you can get yourself into some kind of flow state, do everything you can to remain in there and make it a part of your life. That's what you have to do. You have to make it a part of your everyday life. 
by making that decision in February to release three times a week, I made it a part of my life. And there was no arguing with it. Oftentimes life comes along and it says, look, you need to do this. Or this, there's, here's this lovely fun thing you could do. Here's this like thing you could do that would be joyful. You know, you could go to the beach or you could do this, that or the other. But it's like, no, I'm going to the studio, I'm going to make this music. Or I'm going to go to the coffee shop and make this music. Or whatever way it is I can make this music, I'm going to make this music. Because this is what I've promised myself I will do. And there is no buckling from this. This, you know, you, this is the path, as Jocko talks about. You have the path. You have to be disciplined. You have to stay on the path. Do not deviate. Oh, look, there's a fun shiny thing over there. Leave the shiny thing alone. There's a donut. Don't touch the fucking donut. You've got to stay on the path. And if you stay on the path, then you will get to the fucking promised land. That's what's up. So, yeah, that's what's going on. That's how I stay self-actualized. It's, 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 a, it's a discipline. It's a discipline. And that's what I'm working on. So, yeah. Thank you very much to everybody. Uh, we've gone a bit over time. I know there's a ton of questions that I missed. And uh, we'll be here next week at the same time. So ask him then. Uh, join the Discord. You can go to the Discord and you, you can leave questions there. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't actually manage to answer everything that was left on the Discord or the YouTube either. But I asked a lot of them. I answered a lot of them. And I appreciate all of you. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for listening to this music and uh, helping to give all of our lives meaning. This is a wonderful community. I'm very proud of us. I'm very proud of you. I hope that you are proud of you too. And uh, yeah, I'm now going to go finish this album. I'm going to get back into this flow state. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> applause button for you, bad motherfuckers. I'll see you in the Discord. And I'll see you here next week. Bruh.